And now, and now back to Hale Varsity Radio. Thanks for spending time. It's Hale Varsity Radio presented by Currency. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. As we head to the sixth floor press box, uh, posted up Jacob Padilla at the uh, press conference a bit earlier with uh, Trev Alberts, John Cook. Jacob, do you have a cowboy hat? Did they hand those out earlier? I do not. That was the uh, special gift for John Cook. Uh, apparently, it was a pretty uh, high-end uh, cowboy hat, which um, I wouldn't know about, but uh, he was pretty pretty happy to receive it. <laughs> so I'm assuming you don't even own a cowboy hat in any sense of the uh, the word, Jacob? I, I do not. I At one point as a kid, I had one, mm-hmm. but uh, that's probably about it. I'm not cool enough to rock a cowboy hat, uh, and I, I, I would find the coolest and, and most expensive but I, I would look like a goon and I, I don't want to diminish those that, that can rock said cowboy hats or have been on a horse like the last Brady 40 Oltman. years pardon me yeah like Brady Oldman Brady so you can discuss cowboy hats with, with we, we are going to get into cowboy hats in an hour with Brady uh your reaction to the announcement Nebraska's goal to to fill up Memorial Stadium and uh, the tribute that this is, not only to Title IX, but to John Cook. Yeah, um, I mean, the, the rumor's been kind of swirling for a while now, and uh, they, they were finally able to hammer out all the details and decide, yeah, let's go for it. Um, and <laughs> like uh, John Cook said, like, Trev Alberts is a competitor, and once they decide to go for this, like not shooting for uh, just breaking the record, they want to shatter this thing. And the fact that they think they can do that uh, and talking, selling out the, the stadium and getting a bunch of people in here, just they know their fan base. They, they know what volleyball and this program means to, to people in this state. Um, and it'll be a great opportunity for, uh, obviously, we, we know um, 300 plus straight sellouts at the Devaney Center. It's really hard to get tickets to, to, to see them play in person. That's part of why John Cook um, takes their spring game out around the, the um, around the state to, to smaller communities to give people out there chances to go see the team that maybe can't make it to Lincoln, get, get into the Devaney Center during the regular season. So this will just be another opportunity to bring more people into the fan base to create an uh, experience for young fans, for the players, for just everybody involved um, to, for something that's going to be uh, really, really cool. Jacob, in your opinion, if you're ballparking right now, does Nebraska sell it out? Does Nebraska get 70000 in there? What would your estimation be? You spend a lot of time down at the Devaney. You spend a lot of time around Husker Volleyball. How many people do you think actually show up there? Does it matter who the concert is afterwards? These are all things we were discussing back in the first segment. We want to get your expert opinion. <laughs> yeah, I think the uh, you can certainly juice the numbers, some uh, depending on who the, the concert's going to end up being. Um it, it's interesting. Aaron Sorensen asks like various people and got a, a whole range of like John Cook said he was just hoping for twenty five thousand. Like when they first kind of pitched the idea and decided, all right, let's do this. Um, but once uh, Ted Carter challenged the fan base, let's sell this thing out. He's like, okay, let, let's do that. Um, uh, Trev Albert said uh, he kind of um, likes to be conservative and said forty five thousand. Uh, I guess is his conservative number. Um, so it'll be really curious to see. I have. I, I really have no idea how to project this but again because uh, we know how popular it is in, in the state, but the 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 attend the, the fan base that actually gets to attend the matches is capped at such mm-hmm. a small number. Like I mean, it's a huge number for everybody else in the country, but um, relatively relative to Memorial Stadium, 
it's such a small number, so we don't really have a good feel for what the demand is going to be. But I know they're going to push this thing hard, and fans certainly. Uh, we know if there's one thing about Nebraska fans, you challenge them, they're going to respond. And Ted Carter, right off the top, issued that challenge and let's sell this thing out. Um, let, let's make this. Uh, I think Trev Aubrey said, let's make it so nobody even attempts to <laughs> to, to try to to top it to 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 match up with them. Um, so they're going to push. They're going to push hard for this thing, and it's up to the Nebraska fan base, and not even just the Nebraska fan base. Like you, uh, I'm sure there are other just volleyball fans in the area. Um, obviously, some Omaha fans coming up from from down I-80, um, from UNK, Wayne State. Uh, just again, maybe I think Lindsey Krause even said maybe some people that just want to be part of a historical event to say that they were there when something like this happens. So I'll be curious to see kind of what the what the, the ticket sales look like. Uh, I think it's going to be a big number. I just have no idea how big at this point. Jacob, from reading the tea leaves here, and I did some reading of the tea leaves yesterday, and I was correct, and I'm going to try to do it again here today. Whenever you look at the concert afterwards, and I know this is not the, the number one story today, but I've been reading tea leaves here. Jason Derulo is opening a, a volleyball team professionally up in Omaha down the road here this fall. The timing seems to work out conveniently that, oh, maybe Jason Derulo could come down and get a little free publicity for his new volleyball team while doing a performance following the Husker volleyball match. Is that a stretch to think? Also, how does Jason Derulo move the needle for you? <laughs> uh, I, I, there isn't really anybody that moves a needle for me. I'm just not not a big music person. Uh, I'll, I'll be working on my story during the concert. He's <laughs> um, so, a true professional. Really Jacob's like, don't care. <laughs> certainly would make some sense, like you said, just kind of piggyback the, the various things t- together. And Beck, Beck Alec even mentioned uh, Derulo and kind of how cool it is and how it's just a sign of volleyball kind of expanding and the, the attention, the interest in the sport, um, just growing and growing, having someone like him, like posting about volleyball uh, on social media and stuff like that. Um, I, I would lean probably more towards maybe uh, a country artist, um, just knowing the fan base. And uh, I think there's going to be a, uh, a PBA is going to have a, uh, country concert the the night before that's why they, they were originally looking at tuesday for this but yeah. didn't want to go head to head with that so they bumped it back to wednesday so i have no i don't have any insight into who it's actually going to be but that, that would be my guess is aaron Sorensen going to reach out to our close personal friend taylor swift and, and, and <laughs> that would move the needle and make this thing <laughs> yeah uh yeah if they get uh taylor swift in here they might need to uh yeah, I, I think that that would be an instant sellout. No, I, think, I think they would need to expand <laughs> Memorial expand, Stadium. Expand the stadium. <laughs> yeah, you do do some yeah, yeah. Jacob Padilla is with us. Jake. Speaking of, uh, of Jason Derulo, the really fast, fun story here. My buddy was going through basic training this past fall, and Jason Derulo was doing a performance uh, nearby, and he came and stopped by the shooting range and came like shotguns with my buddy on the shooting range while they're going through basic training. Just like one of those weird stories where he, he texts me on the weekend and goes, yeah, I met Jason Derulo this week at the shooting range. I'm like, what the hell are you talking yeah, about? It worked out well. But apparently Jason Derulo's a cool guy, so maybe if, if he's the guy that That'd be pretty cool. All right. Level of trust, Jacob, in Nebraska basketball in front of Minnesota. <laughs> uh, it's not quite to the point where I have trust, um, <laughs> but uh, definitely feel a lot better now um, than because even, even heading up to Minneapolis, like uh, in the first game, it's like the rare game where you should win. Right. Like, there weren't many of those, particularly uh, at that point in the season. And they didn't handle it super well. They nearly gave that game away. 
Um, but they're playing at a, a much better level than they are now. And Minnesota's continue to struggle. They're, they're healthier. I mean, they've got um, Battle and Dawson Garcia, the two best players, both um, should be in the lineup. Um, they've had both those guys together for a bit now. Um, but the, I, I think the, the thing that does raise the trust level a little bit is that that Maryland game, they won it with defense. They, mm-hmm. they got back to finding a way to um, be effective on that end of the floor. Have held Maryland to 33% uh, percent shooting from the field um, a, a, after the defense had kind of fallen fallen apart, losing, understandable, losing your two best defenders and then mm-hmm. suddenly having to change everything on the fly. Um, took them a while to kind of settle in and figure some things out. But um, the defense is playing better. Obviously, we know they played well offensively uh, over this last stretch. So now you're starting to see a team that can play well on both sides uh, of the, the floor that raises um, that kind of margin for error, uh, expands it just a little bit for a team that we've talked about before. The margin is so so thin for this team with where the roster is right now. But um, we're starting to see them play better um, and starting to see the pieces fit together a little bit and help each other out. You're seeing multiple players have good games at the same time. Um, so, yeah, it's like, again, you, you can't ever chalk up a win with this program, but I do feel um, pretty solid. Like, I think they're going to handle this well. Um, I, don't, I don't think they're at a point where they're like, oh, they're kind of coasting on, resting on their laurels, and they, they want to finish this thing strong, especially with a guy like Sam Griesel there mm-hmm. kind of setting the tone. Weird feeling, though, Jacob, though, right, that Nebraska is playing in a potential trap game tomorrow and they're not the trap team they're going up against a team that could trap them that's a weird feeling it's a it's a big disparity from what the the, the husker basketball team has been over recent years yeah and and uh, fred horbick said that preparation doesn't change um, that's the message of the team we have to go into this the exact same way that we have when went on the road to Rutgers, when welcomed uh, maryland to town um, you, you got to attack it the same way um, keep doing what has led to success and uh, again i don't uh, I don't think this is a team at, at this point in the year with everything they've been through that that would kind of like uh, take their foot off the gas at this point, especially knowing with the senior group they've got, uh, obviously only two of them are playing now, but w- with uh, Derek Walker and Sam Griesel knowing they've got two home games left, um, I, I think you're going to see them definitely show up to play. And I think you'll see the, the, the younger guys kind of fall along with that. Jacob, a couple minutes here, and we're going to hold you for a couple of minutes on the other side to hit boys districts if, if you can do that for us Creighton basketball though uh, tough one against Marquette uh, Creighton back in action uh, tomorrow on the road at Villanova Jays though man they've really turned the switch they're, they're playing good ball tough one though that they're trying to bounce back from yeah um, I, I think it, it does on the one hand it kind of hurts the kind of the long-term goals and setting up the resume it's that was a really big win that you had a chance at and just kind of let slip through your fingers on the other hand they, they played pretty poorly and had a look to to take the lead uh, at the very end of that game um that trey alexander that three goes down feeling completely different about how uh, um, th- what this team is doing right now so not playing great still finding ways to compete with the best teams in the league i think uh, Crane's at a point now where they play well. They can play with anybody in the country. It's just a matter of making sure you get those guys locked in. Got to get Baylor Shireman out of his slump in particular. Um, he struggled the last few now. Um, still finding ways to impact the game, but with turnovers, with threes not falling, um, you, you got to get him playing back to the level that he was previously because that's kind of really when they 
they hit their stride and were playing at, at their highest level with with him playing super well. So that's kind of the the, the priority for them now um, as we're in the stretch run here. Um, but uh, yeah, I think that their postseason goals are all are still in front of them, even if they may have lost the the chance at uh, conference title during the regular season. And it's a weird feeling for Husker fans probably wanting to root for Creighton to make that win. Uh, open the CHI look better for your own resume that you're now at the end of the season rooting for Creighton after all the animosity you've get seen. Those, get those net rankings up, man. And we'll spend a few more minutes here as uh, Boys State around the corner. Girls State kicks off, tips off next week. And uh, we'll get uh, Jacob's take here on some uh, important district matchups. Uh, Omaha looking great. Lincoln's a banner year this year. And uh, it, it may may not matter uh, just with what's got to be done this weekend and Monday. Uh, hang tight. Jacob Bedilla is with us. It's Hail Varsity of Friday. We're presented by Currency. And now. And now. Back to Hail Varsity Radio. Jacob Adilla continues with us here. Hail Varsity Radio presented by Currency. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. Jacob uh, posted up. Sixth Floor Memorial Stadium after the uh, volleyball press conference today. Jacob, uh, game or two that interests you here in the districts for boys. Uh, loaded schedule for tomorrow night. I'll have Southeast and North Platte, but I know the Metro's busy. I know some Lincoln teams are fighting to, to get into state here in the uh, near future. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm hoping to get done uh, at PBA in time to sneak over to uh, Southeast for that game. Um, will be a tight squeeze, but going to give it a shot there with the 2.30 tip-off uh, for Nebraska. Uh, about the only one that I have a chance of making it to, but um, that, that, that'll be interesting. Uh, ha- obviously, I have to wait uh, for the Class B district final pairings uh, uh, because the uh, Seward uh, and York got pushed back to tonight, so those will be out tonight or tomorrow morning. Um, but, yeah, you mentioned Lincoln um having a great season but a lot of two and three seeds they're gonna have to pull off some upsets um to, to, to get out of the the district round um the lincoln, lincoln east is obviously the one one seed mm-hmm. and you've got southwest as the two seed in that district so you think at least one of those two will most likely make it out but beyond that you're looking at uh pious having to upset both carney and millward north as a three seed to make it you're looking at Northeast is in the same district as Bell West, and we know how uh, tough Bell West has been for everybody. Uh, North Star, that, that'll be one I'm interested in. Obviously, Omaha Bryant is no pushover if they show up and, and lock in. Um, and we know North Star has had some kind of uneven performances just based on shot selection and things like that. Um, but they've had a great season, and they were uh, they took Retina down to the wire. That's the one seed in that district. So we know those two can, can play it tight. Uh, Gretna's going to have to earn uh, its trip to, to state there um, with North Star there um, uh, as a two in their district. And then Prep and Southeast uh, as a one and two in A4. We, we saw that uh, be a competitive game um, during the regular season. So, um, yeah, a lot, lot, lot of uh, intrigue heading into uh, these district rounds here. But in order for Southeast or for Lincoln to keep this um, kind of fantastic season going, they're going to have to, to break through and pull off some upsets there. You know, and I look at, at Lincoln High, Millard South, and, and Winter yep. presumably gets West Side. I know West Side hooks up with Burke, but, and I don't have them in front of me, and, and you're more locked in than, than I am with some of the wild card. I mean, who's. 
who's the best shot to get a wild card out of the Metro, and who's who's a good shot, if if at all possible, or is there any shot for a Lincoln team to get a wild card? Um, I think yeah, Lincoln, Lincoln High is, is second, is, like because yeah, it goes one through seven in the district, right, and then yes. the two seed in A seven yeah. is Papillion La Vista South. So I think they have the number one wild, uh, card. wild card spot, and then I think yeah. it's Lincoln High after them, followed by is it Southwest? Yeah, yeah so that would be the next Southwest seed. And strength the, the tough thing about that is the the results here uh, will could shift some mm-hmm. of those wild card points just based on how these games go. I believe it's it's so hard to predict because yeah, right. if a one but, seed yeah, loses, looking, then they're the number one wild card. Right. Yeah. 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 So, but yeah, so it, it would um, be kind of a, a tough. I think be tough for a Lincoln team to to get a wild card at this point. But mm-hmm. um, yes, Lincoln High I think would have the best shot mm-hmm. in. Um, you mentioned that that matchup has North South. They got Will Cooper back. He's not hundred percent yet, but it's good to see him out there after the suffering the knee injury, um, earlier in the season that have kept him out much of the year, uh, talented, uh, junior there, a really good shooter. Um, so that'll be an interesting kind of first round district matchup in there. And if Lincoln high gets through that contrast of styles there with the size and athleticism high can throw out against uh, a kind of guard heavy Omaha West side team. And, uh, we know Westside has played some of their best ball down the stretch here with uh, mm-hmm. that went out in Grand Island, taking Bellevue West right to the edge uh, to overtime, having a chance to to win that thing at the end. Um, so that, that that could definitely be uh, another one that I forgot to mention, but that's um, going to be some, some fun matchups for sure. It's been a while since we've seen a Lincoln school in the state tournament. I believe the last one we saw in Class A was that Lincoln North Star team of 2019. So Pius too. P- wasn't Pius in Class B or were they in Class A at the time? They were in A. They were in A, okay. Uh, but you look at the... Uh, they bounce back and forth. <laughs> I look at the A5 yeah. district. You have Lincoln East as the one seed. Lincoln Southwest is the two seed. And then to round out that district, you have Millard West and Omaha Westview. Do you think there's a good chance of a Lincoln school making it out of that district into the state tournament? Uh, I guess my question to you is, what do you make of Millard West being the three seed there? How dangerous are they? Yeah, um, Millard West is a team. They, they've... They've made teams earn it against them. They've played a lot of teams close. I uh, just haven't had enough to kind of get over the top uh, and win those games. So it's certainly not going to be easy for Southwest by by any stretch. But I, I would definitely favor East and Southwest in, in that district pretty heavily to kind of match up in the district final. Um, and um, I mean, we it's hard to uh, predict anytime one Lincoln team matches up with another because mm-hmm. it's been crazy all season long. Everybody has <laughs> beaten everybody um, as evidenced by, I mean, East far and away, the best record, uh, the, the one number one seed and Southeast won the, the city title mm-hmm. <laughs> with one of the worst overall records <laughs> of the, the Lincoln schools. Um, so, I mean, that's, I, I feel like East at its best Um would be favored in that game just because I think they're more reliable than Southwest at this point. Southwest has shown what they're capable of, but they're still sitting here at 14 and nine. Mm-hmm. Um, East has had uh, a few really rough outings, including at Papua South to kind of close out the regular season there. Um, but they, they've been pretty reliable most of the season. They've got really good guard play. Uh, they play really well together. Um, so I, I feel like East definitely has a, a great shot to, uh, to get out of that district. But again, Lincoln versus Lincoln, you never know how that's going to turn out. Jacob Badilla, find him on Twitter at Jacob Badilla underscore. Read him with HaleVarsity.com and magazine. And he'll be all over the prep coverage. And uh, of course, all things Nebraska 
basketball. Jacob, always love catching up with you on Fridays to talk some hoops and volleyball today. Thanks for making time as always, man. Thanks for having me, guys. See you, bud. There he is, Jacob Bedilla. He's going to go back to hammering away uh, great coverage with Hale Varsity. Of course, Jacob and Aaron Sorensen, Brady Oltman's uh, Drake, uh, Keeler, and just a great crew with Hale Varsity. Russell Wilson. Oh, God. We have to go here? We, well, I, we got two minutes here and a few minutes here before the top of the hour. We have, Dude, are you confident, even with Sean Payton there, that it can get righted? With him, confident is is one way to put it. It's not how I would put my own. Feelings. I said, uh, can you be confident? I mean, Sean's going to come better. in. I Sean, can feel better, right? Because he's a he's an established coach. This story that the Athletic did, they talked to over fifteen former or current players, staff, coaches, and they laid out a kid in a candy store. Denver, new owner, lots of excitement, first-time head coach, and Russ had too much influence, tried to use his muscles and get Pete Carroll and John Schneider fired in Seattle. And then he's like, you know, I'm just going to waive my no trade. Let's go to Denver. And you just had too many cooks in the kitchen. You had his private quarterback coach. He had his own office. You had guys, who do I listen to? Well, his listen- private quarterbacks coach had his own office. Sean Payton got asked about that after he's like, the gonna happen. press conference. He said, yeah, that, that's not going to happen while I'm you here. You tried this marriage of the Seattle and Green Bay offense, and it, and it didn't happen. And, and Russ, like, he wanted to be a coach on the field with it. We'll have more on this story. But just an awful situation. He's even calling guys in on the day off. That's a no-no.